something and it's going so wrong season four episode one we're trying to watch god's favorite idiot on the netflix and it's not like it's a bad show it's just that tana is very distracted right now and i can't settle her in enough to watch we made it eight and a half minutes i told you we hold that for a second don't touch there you go i told you it was going to take me a little bit to go from like crack to out mode 17 hours a day to back to our normal speed of life your i've talked you and i have talked about this before your speed at which things get accomplished and my speed at which things get accomplished it depends it depends on the things totally different yeah i don't all right so What's the point of this episode? You wanted to say something? Well, I... I, I Let's get to that. Because I don't need to banter about, like, all the other shit. What, you just want me to slow down, and I, I can't. I literally can't. It's going to take me... No, I don't want you to slow down. I want you to focus. You literally, in the middle of watching this show, had a phone call. So we, we stopped. You had a phone call. You then, made a cocktail. You let the dogs out. I gave you a yard bag, and you have pulled weed for 15 minutes. I got sidetracked because the phone call ended you got, up. Your sidetrack got sidetracked. <laughs> it totally happened. My phone call ended up in the conversation about Jane's addiction, summertime rolls. There was a Boston Hitcher ride in there. There was a my my the tall ones and her daughter are going to see Brian Wilson in Chicago. And in the middle of that, I had to go outside and pull weeds and listen to summertime rolls, Jane's addiction, twice. And I, I honestly could stay out there and listen to it at least three more times in a row and have all the weeds in the yard pulled. But pause. While I was gone recently, I listened to Scar Tissue, autobiography by Anthony Kiedis that came out in like 2005. And tell people who he is. Anthony Kiedis is the lead singer for Red Hot Chili Peppers, who you are a super huge fan of. And yeah. I'm a huge fan of... At least Blood Sugar Sex Magic and Californication mm-hmm. albums. Right. Two albums, like yep. really, really good albums. Really, I might have really. been more of a fan of Californication, but I got sidetracked because in the middle of that. I told you about Dave Navarro. Dave Navarro, you told me about him long ago, but Dave Navarro was in Jane's Addiction, right? Yeah, he is. But. He and Perry Farrell are the two primary members. I mean, it's a four-person band, and he's the lead singer of Jane's Addiction. The entire time Jane's existed. Wait, Dave was the lead singer? No. Perry Farrell. Perry Farrell. Okay. He has been in Jane's Addiction its entire existence. And Navarro is the guitar player. Yeah. So Red Hot Chili Peppers had, I mean, unless you dig into their stuff, or like somebody like you who really is a fan, you don't realize these band members that have come and gone or passed away or whatever. Right. I, I knew that Navarro had played with them for like a minute. Yeah. I didn't realize that he was was on an album with them. He toured with them. Like right. he was a legit member for a while. He it was probably two or three years. And if you don't know who Dave Navarro is, he's the pretty boy on the tattoo show. What's the tattoo show? With the painted I don't even know what it fingernails. Is yeah, I mean, he was married to Carmen Electra, and he's the lead singer, uh, or the uh, guitar lead guitar player for Jane's Addiction, and he was in the Chili Peppers for a minute, and At he one is an point- extreme weirdo, and in, 
fascinating person. Well, but actually, I should see if he has an autobiography out. Yeah. And there's one point where Ketis is talking about he starts dating this girl named Carmen and he fall like he he falls in love with women and he he's kind of a serial monogamist. Yeah. And he dates in a way models a lot. But I, I, I half thought he was going to say he started dating Carmen and then it was going to end up being Carmen Electra because it was Carmen yeah. and it was a model. But then it didn't it ended up being like a German model or yeah, he has a thing for like foreign models that are much younger than him. Like, oh, some of the people he dated in his 20s and 30s were like 14, 17. Yeah, like. I think the mother of his son, who is like 10 now, what is 20 years younger than him. And his oh, current well, no, girlfriend see. is, he's in his 50, no, he's 62, right? Is that what he told me? Um, in, either way, he, he's, he's, old, he's 50s little or little 60s, yeah. right? He's older than me by a little bit. And um, his current girlfriend is in her 30s. But see, this book came in, out in 2005. Yeah, I just saw a thing about him the other day because he, he, you know, he was out with his new girlfriend. Some paparazzi took a shot or whatever. And and she's a French model who's in her early 30s. And so she's, she's 30 years younger than him. Yeah. I so, mean. And he's still rocking that awful mustache. Ugh, yeah. I can't. I can't. Anyway, what was your question? You had a like a. Jane's Navarro question. Yep, I figured that's what was going to happen. Long gone. All right. Well, you know, we've we've had this same conversation a bazillion times on all our episodes when we talk about music, where I just love the song, but I can't explain why, and you know what the song is about. And I'm saying with Summertime Rolls, Jane's Addiction, Summertime Rolls is on the Nothing Shocking album. Came out in the early '90s, late '80s. I'm not late sure. '80s, early '90s. Yeah, I mean, it was one of these. So it. I've told this story before. Like, I lost my phone. I it's down there. I um, you know, I went to the military hi, in Ida. 1990, and two <laughs> albums came out. Really, three. That's Ida saying came, hi, you guys. She's sniffing. She's the sniffing the thing. Yeah, Ida potato. Three albums came out that, when I came out of the military, were really popular. Blood Sugar, Sex Magic, Nirvana, Not, Nevermind. No, 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 no. And those, those were after. Those were when I was... Nine Inch Nails, n- Pretty Little Hate up, Machine. Okay. <laughs> pretty Hate Machine. There were three. Two were, you know, still some of my favorites. And one is sort of anomaly, but it just was like... Which I was gone for an, I was gone for almost a year. And when I came back, I was like... Some of this music that was out, I was like, where the fuck did this come from? Like, I just hadn't heard anything. When you left, what were you listening to? When I left, I was listening to... Oh, that's great. I left in 90, and so I, you know, I, I graduated in high school, and I mean, I listened to all the hard rock stuff you would listen You're to. You're still 80s hair band stuff at that point, Yeah, right? and, and Metallica, and Floyd, and Zeppelin, obviously, but also... The first the mother's same milk was that everybody listened to. In yeah, the 90s. mother's milk, which was um, just remember album before Blood Sugar Sex Magic, Soundgarden's Bad Motor Finger, which was before Soundgarden became fucking huge. I had yeah, they I, talked. I that, you talked right? about them a little right, bit. Like, Did I, they, I'm a they huge on, Soundgarden fan. They went I, on. Oh yeah, and they went on tour with Pearl Jam and Soundgarden. Right, so that was that was my that and was Nirvana. Sophomore year of college was Pearl Jam. Okay, pause. opening for. Wait. You left to okay. the military. So I, came, I came back and three time albums. Out, time out. 
Slow, slow down. You're talking about me being crazy distracted. Well, you start talking about things and wait, I just Wait, wait, you left for the military, but you went to basic training? Yep. Where? And San Diego or somewhere? Fort Knox, Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky. Yeah. Well, I hold. don't think you and I have Louisville ever talked about hold. your basic I mean, training whatever. stuff. It doesn't matter. We're not going to talk about it today you... either. Um, three albums. But you're saying you left for the military, but you were gone for a year? You were gone I was for... gone for 10 months. So I didn't listen to music. Was basic training 10 months? 10... I went to basic training and... And training straight through. So I didn't get a break. I took like a one weekend off and went straight through. So I I left and I came home and it was a week before Christmas. And so that whole time you didn't listen to music or what? No, I, I didn't leave post once. You got up at six two, and then you went to bed? Two or days what? that entire time. You didn't get drunk or get laid or nothing? Nothing. Gone. So I came out. Nothing shocking, which was a completely my jam, and um, Nirvana. Never mind. That was way after. Head like a hole and Nine Inch Nails. Pretty um, hate machine. Pretty hate machine was completely my jam, and Warren's Cherry Pie oh my God. came out. She's Those my three, cherry and I pie. so I come out, well, and that was on MTV, and I'm like. What in the fuck is this? Sweet cherry pie. That's when I knew oh, yeah. hairband was over. <laughs> <laughs> of all the ones. That's so bad. Cherry pie? Yeah. So then I go to college. Was and, Adam and Curry year, still on MTV? A year into college, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, everything, all that explodes. Alice in Chains would have come Alice out in then? Cha- Alice in Chains is right after that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And so, and the, the concert you're talking about, I was a sophomore. Which concert? I'll get to it. Oh, you went to this one. Yeah. I was a sophomore in college. Two buddies and I, we drove from Manhattan back to Kansas City. It was, Ch- it was Chili Peppers Blood Sugar Sex Magic Tour. Mm. And I was, of course, going to go. And it was the first time I would have seen them. And opening for them is Pearl, Pearl Jam, Jam and Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins. Like, it was like, it I was can't think Gish, of who it else was, it was. It was Gish and Siamese, right in between Gish and Siamese Dream for Smashing Pumpkins, which are the two foundational albums for that band. Siamese Dream was the one that really broke them. Gish is a, an amazing album. And Pearl Jam, it's it's 10. So, it, I mean, we left that show and I said to the two guys I was with, and I was like, we're going to remember this for the rest of our lives. Because these three bands are going to be bigger than anything in the next decade. And, of course, they all were. So, yeah, it was it's, amazing. It's fun to listen to Ketis's book talk about how they discovered Pearl Jam and then how they're at one of their shows. And, and of course, I'm not doing it justice because I don't tell stories very well. But And how he's like, like, like he's, he's he, he, they go to a show and, and they're the headliners and they go and they show up and and Pearl Jam has the crowd going fucking ballistic yeah. and and they instantly he's like uh, oh my god yeah. they're first first you have to follow that and second they're like they're going to be I'll say the, the se- next biggest thing on the planet the second time I saw the chili peppers and Pearl yeah, Jam but then they they're doing another tour like a few years ago and you're like I've seen them twice and I was like but I haven't I've seen, seen them chili at peppers all. like four times but I haven't seen them at all. Well, then you should buy tickets for us, I think. That's I want to go. go to Poison Motley Crue and all of that. Okay, buy some tickets for that then. Who's you, you're running have... that show? Ticketmaster? How do we know. get tickets? You Google. Arrowhead? No, not Arrowhead. Google.com. 
No. It'll tell you anything you Google want to know. Google doesn't talk to me like that. Yeah, it does. Um, second time, same one of the guys, roommate in college, we drove to Denver for Who was it? Lollapalooza 2. I, I don't have a nickname for him yet. We haven't talked about him before, but we'll get, we'll get to that. Do I know him? No. No. So this is pre-me joining the fraternity. Cafe? No. Oh. So we drive to Denver. And the lineup for, for Lollapalooza 2 is Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Jesus and the Mary Chain, Ministry. I think they did talk about the Red Ministry. Hot Chili Peppers are headlining. And there's another band in there, and I can't remember who it was. So I'm a huge Soundgarden fan. By this point, I'm a huge Pearl Jam fan. And, of course, I'm a huge Chili Peppers fan. So I'm going to lose my mind at this show. Our tickets are 17th row, straight center. Where, what? In Denver. It's a place called Caprini Green is the place where it was held. It's big. So. It's just everywhere. I really, I, I hate to say this, but was extremely disappointed in Soundgarden. It was like they were hungover and they just played. Well, when he talks about, when Ministry makes a very small appearance in the book, it, it's it, it's like. Was it at the end of the tour and they were wasted and tired and there was some kind of thing? There was like a show. There were a few shows that they were like. Over it. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of. Well, the show members were awesome. I mean, um, Anthony Kiedis came out in the infamous light bulb outfit at one point oh, in the yeah, show. Oh, yeah. He did talk about the light bulb outfit. It was fucking great. It was, he hates it, but it was cool. He talked about the light bulb outfit. Because they wore it at MTV. That book was, yes. Video that, music, yeah. That book was. Um, you know, I we talked in one of the episodes about I listened to the Will Smith book. Yep. Now this was before all the stuff happened with yep. Chris Rock and whatever, but yep. it was very long winded. Very long winded. Did he read his For, own? No, he didn't. Remember yeah. I told you the guy reading it sounded exactly like Andrew McCarthy? No, no, no. I'm Will Smith. He did. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. It makes it a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> but so speaking of, so on Overdrive is where I listen to my books, most all of my books. Which is just so everybody knows, gives you the ability to rent a book, for check out a book from a, from a library, basically, yeah, and and listen to an audiobook for free. So you're not paying Audible or something like that. No, you have to have an account with a local library. You got to get a library card. Yeah. yeah, it's really really simple and easy and and really nice. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But so in the book, he's talking about. Um, like early on, I mean, he does a lot of early on in the career, which makes sense if it was written in 2005. There's a lot of 80s and 90s yeah. stuff, right? So, yep. you know, he, if he wrote a follow-up book, he'd have another 15, 20 years to talk about. Yeah, but you talk about... The guy reading the book sounds just like Andrew McCarthy. And then in the middle of the book, he's talking about how the chili paper... Chili papers? <laughs> chili, chili peppers make an appearance in Less Than Zero. Which is one of your favorite movies. It is. And Andrew McCarthy's in the movie. Yeah. For those of you who don't know. Yeah. And how And that was in the eighties. And it's an eighties movie, which mm -hmm. was before the Chili Peppers became famous. Well, they were already famous in their own circles, but not they, like way Blood Sugar Sex Magic came out when I was in high school. Like, no, I mean No, uh, it was like ninety. Mother's Milk came out when I was in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Which has a um for those of you who don't know, an amazing cover of a Stevie Wonder song. On it, and it is which one is it? So so super super good. Um, I think it's superstition. I was just gonna say that, but I can't remember. And somebody once asked me, I'll t I've told you this before, but somebody once asked me, 
if I ever had a walk-up song in baseball, what would it oh, be? Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. it'd be Superstition from CB Wonder. What did I say? Because you can't not be in a positive mood when you hear that song. What did I say mine was? Oh, we had this on a podcast once. Did we? I think so. And I said, Tainted Love, and you're like, oh, that's a fucking awful song. It's an awful walk-up song for baseball. Walk-up song for baseball. We did. Season one somewhere. There season is an episode. I think we talked about this before. Yeah, that's good. We're covering all the shit. By season four, see, we're starting to <laughs> we're on circle back. fucking repeat again. Oh, no wonder people are bored and not listening. What else was I going to say about that? I don't know. You you had some question about David Navarro and Jay's addiction, but... I did. I know. So Dave DeMauro was in Chili Peppers. Dave Navarro, so not DeMauro. <laughs> when, what happened was... What? The Chili Peppers, Anthony Kiedis specifically, and also... Their guitar player, his name is John Frusciante. He, they both he have a heroin. He was not the first guitar player. I know, I know. He was like the third. I know. They went through all the other guys. Hillel or whatever his name Hillel was. Hillel Slovak died. He OD'd. Yeah, but yeah. before that, they had another one, right? Yeah, but Hillel and he came Slovak back. is Anthony Kiedis' best friend who died. From from growing up. They from were all friends. Yes. Him and Flea and... Yep, I know. Oh, of course I know. you do. Yeah. But so I'm trying to tell the story. Maybe they don't I'm know. I'm trying to tell them the story here for a second about Dave Navarro. John Frusciante was a young kid, and he loved the Chili Peppers, and he replaced Hillel Slovak. When he died, and he's a guitar player on Mother's Milk and Blood Your Sugar Sex Magic. But also, he and Kiedis are wickedly addicted to heroin. Mm. And mm-hmm. Kiedis introduced him to heroin. So it's his fault in a lot of ways. So he Frusciante leaves, and Flea and Dave Navarro become friends, and Flea invites him to be the guitar player for the Chili Peppers. Oh, no, 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 for James, you mean. No, no, no. No, no, no. Flea. Time out. God damn it. Listen, let me tell this story. Flea goes on tour with Jane's Addiction. I know. I told you that. No, Ketis told me that in his book. I told you that before you read it in the book. We were having this entire conversation while you were on your project house, and you said you were listening to this book, and we started talking about David Navarro. So, yes. That's where I'm going with this story is they record an entire album with Dave Navarro, and then Flea goes out on tour with Jane's Addiction, learns all the Jane's Addiction album, learns every song, and of course he's an he's an amazing bass player, and it was funny because they were really good, but Flea doesn't really fit them because they're darker than Flea in a lot of ways, obviously. And Flea's for like he's a pretty positive person. He, I was just going to say, he reminds me of the whole reason why we're in this conversation because I was talking to the tall ones and we were talking about her Her husband only, only listens, listens to positive. happy songs. Yeah. And I was talking to her and I was like, you don't know, she said she was making summer rolls and I instantly, this is how this whole got, this is how this whole thing got started tonight. She said, I'm making summer rolls. I got to go. And I, I was like, I don't know what that is. It I doesn't don't, matter. I don't. Just finish your story. I think she means spring rolls, but she said summer rolls. Mm. She I, said, "I'm cooking." I thought she meant sh- summer beer when she was saying it. She I was said, like, "I'm cooking hey, lemonade." Okay, <laughs> I'm cooking the shrimp and I'm prepping the vegetables. So I think she meant spring rolls, but she said summer rolls. She did. Then I went into the summertime rolls, and then I was like, "Do you know Jane's Addiction summertime rolls?" And she said, "No." And then her husband chimes in, and he's like, "Fuck no, that song is awful." No, no, no. And I was like, "Time out." He doesn't listen to. He's like Pharrell. He's like yeah, Pharrell let me, Williams. Let me give happy. You an example of him. And her and I are like Jane's Addiction summertime rolls. Yeah. He, we had this great music conversation with him over a year ago when we were at their house. It was, once. It was during COVID. It was during we COVID. Did a taco party. We came, yeah, and 
we were talking to him about this and he was like, I don't listen to anything that's not positive. And, and I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, I Jimmy don't, Buffett. don't, he's like, I don't listen. I've never listened to Metallica. And I was like, or any of these bands. And I, I was like, you know, he's younger than us, this me like specifically, but like, yeah, I, so I basically was like, this is fascinating to me because everything he grew up in in high school basically was like me in college or post-college. And so I'm like naming all these bands and he's like, no, never heard anything from them. They and are... he's, he's consciously choosing yeah. to only listen to positive vibes. That's it. And I was like, that's fucking fascinating. He, they are 10 years younger than me, so 13-ish years so younger than you. 30, 37, 38-ish. No, they're 40. Then that's not oh. quite... <laughs> Ten years, but wait, eight ten years, years eight than me. years, eight yeah. years younger than me. What? Wait, how so old eight, am I? What's the fucking day? Forty-seven. Maybe they're ten years younger than you. Fuck, I don't. Ten remember. years younger than me. Even still, that means everything that they listened to was post college for me, and I was like, yeah. oh, that's interesting. So he he really named, named off these bands, and 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 some of them I knew, and some of them I didn't know. No, obviously, but. He's just They're a guy who Jimmy focuses. Fans. He's, he's a guy who focuses on positive vibes only, and I was like, "That's really fascinating." And he and and he does a great job of it. And he, him literally saying, "I've never listened to James Addiction" would not surprise me at all. No, but some people like. So his wife and I are very similar in some of our, um, ways of thinking and things like that. Right. So so I'm like, well, but. But I'm sending this to you anyway because Summertime Rolls is just a good song. You think it's dark. I don't think it feels dark at all. I think it's super dark. Why? In high school, it would be one of the songs that I would like. Turn on the black lights and listen to it in the dark. Yeah. Put it on repeat and listen to it for four hours straight. But why? I don't think it's dark. I think it just is like. There's something about it makes me feel like it's dark. It doesn't even use dark notes. And I said to you, My Chemical Romance. Mm. Who is very emo and very dark lyrics. Yeah. The tall ones. She is the one that told me about them in the first place. And does not seem like a band that they would listen to at all. Well, does he? I don't think he would listen to them. That's one of her people. Well, but I think she just like randomly on a fluke was like, here, you, if you like that song, you would like this song. And then I'm like, oh my God, this is so fucking good. This whole album is so good. So when I was when I was in high school, all of my friends that I was listening to Jane's and and Chili Peppers and everything with wait you can't go you're just gonna literally go yeah I'm gonna go pee pee okay. right here no 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 can you hold it for like a second and then we'll be done all right. yep I tried really hard like to what I never totally got into Nirvana that much hmm. I couldn't get into Pearl Jam it just it just wasn't kicking it with me. I had a hard time getting into Chili Peppers. Blood Sugar Sex Magic. I didn't like Mother's Milk at all. It took me a long time. So then... So then okay, forget it. Why don't you go to the bathroom? We'll no, call it a it's day. fine. I just don't agree with you. Mother's Milk's an amazing album. Well, maybe I need to Chili be reminded is, of the songs that are on there. But Blood Sugar it, it Sex took Magic me a long is time. way better, obviously. It, but It took me a long time to appreciate that. it. It recorded Blood Sugar Sex Magic in a haunted house. Yeah, oh, I know. Oh, yeah. I know. I just listened yeah. to the book. I guess I should listen to the book. Yeah, you fucking I, should. Quit how much of it I, know? I actually <laughs> already of, know. How much of the story that you're telling me that's that you actually have right? You say, oh, it was recorded in a haunted house. But do you know the story? Yeah, I do. 
You really do? Yeah, because Rick Rubin produced it. You should listen to the Flea book. Flea grew his hair out while they recorded it. You should listen to the book. I mean, he's got a, he's got a fro. You should listen to the <laughs> I book. I probably should, but... Um, Frusciante was like 18 or 19. He was really young when they recorded it. And Anthony and those guys are 10 or 15 years younger than... Or older than him. To rewind back to the beginning, when I was pulling weeds and listening to Summertime Rules, mm. first off, I'm still kind of fascinated by this Navarro pretty boy thing. Playing with with it's Chili hilarious. Peppers. It is not a great and, match. And they and they were like, he just player, more cared about, match. he was like, he just more cared about being pretty. And I was like, he was like, when they, Kiedis, when, the, who's when they were. kind of a pretty boy himself. Wait, when they, really? I mean, no. When they were. Oh, I disagree completely. When they were trying to write an album with Navarro, they're like, we go to like haunted houses or we go rent a place in Cabo or wherever they go. And they're like, we we jam together all day long and this is how we do. We bring snippets and whatever. And Navarro's like, you mean I you don't write it and then I come and write my part and then you go and write your part? He was like, Kitas was like, we write it all together. That's how we do it. And Navarro's like, I, I don't do it that way. Everybody does it differently. I Jane's was like, everybody did their own part. And then somebody came in after and wrote their part. So and I, somebody wrote their part. Yeah, I just listened to the Metallica, um, Some Kind of Monster oh, um, I documentary. To, I need to watch that. And they talk a lot about writing music together because um, Lars and... Um, James Hatfield write everything prior to oh yeah you the new bass player. Yeah. So Jason Newstead and, and Cliff, all that great music. Those two guys wrote a hundred percent of it, or very very close. And the, the, they even say, well, basically what happens is James writes a bunch of stuff, and then they get together and they go off by themselves. Do and they, they write, write all it the down, songs, or do yeah. they just play yes. it and then say, "Here, you got it." They write it all down, like they, like yes, they write sheet music. They do, yes, yes, like tab and tablature, or they write. I don't know like actual. I don't know specifically, but so that's part of the problem. And I I knew that with Metallica specifically because that was Kurt Hammett's problem coming into the band because he was he wanted to write things. And he was basically like, and, and Jason Newstead was the one that told the world this story, but he was basically like, here's your music. I, I wrote this for you. You play this note here. And it was very authoritative, and he didn't mm, like it. Yeah, I wouldn't like that as an artist either. Oh, me either. Fuck you, I'm going to come and, and especially bring my when, own Especially shit. when you're talking about Kurt Hammett, who is a Hammett. virtuoso guitar player taught by Steve Vai and Joe Satriani, guys that are fucking amazing guitar players in their own right. Who's Satriani again? He is a virtuoso guitar player who taught guitar in um, L.A. And Steve Vai, who's is the guy who played with, with um, oh Jesus, he was a solo guitar player basically, and he played with. Um, you got a P. You can't remember. No, hold on, hold on, wait. Um, David Lee Roth. Oh, David Roth's skyscraper album, the guitar player is Joe Satch or is C Vi, and he's a nut. He's insane, but he's a, an incredible guitar player. They t they gave lessons as they are coming up to Kirk Hammett, and so he's he's a phenomenal guitar player. Here's and anyway, my point is, all these bands write differently, and 
it's it is just kind of like what you just said. It's shocking to me how hard it is for musicians who are like transitioning from maybe one band to another band and they have a different approach, how like incapable they are of changing, right? Because just what I, I know that the Chili Peppers, they jam a lot together. They find something like they like, they layer, they all layer into it. And at the end, they all, this is the key piece. They all have writers um, credit, which is how they get paid mm-hmm. for royalties after the fact. Mm-hmm. So you might get paid as the performer of the album or the tour, but let's just say 10 years from now, some, you know, Sirius XM is playing your song. That's how David Foster is so That's how wealthy. you still get paid yeah. is writer's credit. It's not the fact that Metallica performed it. It's that James Hatfield well, wrote the fucking Metallica's song. album, it, such it, as Inner Sandman album. He or wrote the song. He gets yeah. paid. Yeah. Not the other guys. So that's the thing that's fascinating to me because, you know, like Navarro writing his part of the song. Who got, you know, who got writer's credit? Uh, in Jane's it'd Addiction. Be, it'd be curious. In Chilbevers, it's all four of them. All, in almost Does every Navarro song. Does get writer's credit or not? On his album Does that he's he? on, yes. But Jane's Addiction. But he was on Californication or no? no. I can't remember what no. album they said. It was it's, an album I've never heard of. By the. One Hot Minute. That's what it's called. Wasn't there, is there an album called By the Something? Um, by the Way. By yeah. the Way, right? Yeah. That was Californication after... is, in bet- is after Dave Navarro. By the and way, Dave Navarro was on, right? There's jo- an album, by the way, just, that I've never heard of. John Frusciante has come in and out of that band three times. Oh, I know. I of, know. Because of his drug addiction. <laughs> so every time he gets addicted to drugs again, they kick him out. Well, Kiedis was kicked out, too. Yeah, because same problem. They, oh, the drug. I can't even talk about the drugs, but here's the real reason why this started. Besides the phone conversation, talking about summertime roles and all of that, the real reason is I was outside, I was pulling weeds, I was listening to Summertime Rolls. You're taking your sweet-ass time out there. I, I listened to Summertime Rolls twice. It's a six-minute-plus song, so it was like 14 minutes I was outside. Yeah. I was pulling weeds. You're welcome. You hate to do that. I do, but... I've been gone for six weeks, and I was pulling your fucking weeds. They're not my weeds. I haven't gone for six weeks. They're your, your weeds. weeds. <laughs> those, are, those are your blueberries out your there. Your weeds. Are you going to eat the blueberries? Get, get your fucking Are you going to have any blueberries? Get your fucking story over, please. All of the Kansas City music people that listen to our podcast, I am about to have a, a, an opening in my time slot where I would like to learn to play the bass. Oh, my God. And I, what do you mean, oh, your God? Fuck no, off is, your attitude. <laughs> I need to have a, a teacher. I need a teacher. First, I need a bass. Then I need a teacher, but I don't want to, like, I'm classically trained on piano, Suzuki. I don't want that. I want to be able to sit down and play a song and be like, oh, it's G, and then be able to play G and, like, no, up and down the strings. Why so you, you want a tutor. You, you know, when you, you look at me. You want a tutor and bass. That's you want to look at me. You look at me in a way of like, you can't fucking do that. I'm going to show you. And then I'm going to tour the world playing bass. Not. And you're going to be like, wow, she's totally like Suzanne Vega's bass player now. <laughs> 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 and you're going to be sad because I'm going to be gone for six weeks again. <laughs> and then you're not going to be so sad because it'll be quiet around here finally. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. If you're touring the world with Suzanne Vega, you're not going to be gone for six weeks. <laughs> Maybe like um, three and a half. Four. Maybe. <laughs> Same. Six. Suzanne Vega's going to do like seven shows in Denmark and then you're coming home. I mean, it's fine. I'm totally into that. 
I mean, I'm that's fine. Totally, let's if you go. got answered in, I'm going. That's fine. I don't care. No, I'm pretty sure you have to stay home with the dogs because no. you have a bad attitude about my base learning. <laughs> it's the it's your fascination with this storyline. Of you learning to play the bass. I have to. <laughs> it's like the other things in my life that I have to do. I have to. This is something I have to do. Back in the day, I wanted to learn to play the drums. I used to hang out with the drum player. Remember I tell you the story about the guys I went to Vegas with and we went to the strippers? That was like in season three. One of them was a drummer. And he tried to teach me to play the drums one night. And it was a sad, sad moment. You can't so- learn to play any instrument one night. That's well, fair enough. So the, the drums are just not like a thing I can do. Yeah, it takes a lot of coordination. I can't do it. I have coordination eh, of sorts. I mean, of sorts. Of sorts. Of sorts. I don't think drumming is it for me. No, I, I don't either. I don't think it's for me either. I can't get my I can get my and hands to do to go together. <laughs> they are totally fine. My feet and my hands, not the same can thing. Can you pat your head and circle your belly at the same yes. time? Can you reverse it? No. You can't. I cannot play the drums. <laughs> it's totally. Is your belly the drums? And no. Your head is something else. They're they're both drums. <laughs> Let me good. hear you do it. Analogy. <laughs> Wait. Remember we were gonna make body sounds. <laughs> no, we were not. I'm gonna pee now. Okay, people. Good talk. All right. Well, Kansas City folks, send me the names and the numbers of the <laughs> musician teachers. Whatever. Bye.